how important is it for the story of farming, especially here in Washington, to be told? I mean, what's the point of all this talking about farming? Interesting, you hear certain people in certain positions of power bring up farming from time to time when it you know it suits their benefit you know their uh, particular political bent or they can make some money off of it or but what about the rest of the time when people aren't watching and they're just demanding uh, good healthy food at the grocery store and that's about all they think of it and they don't think about where their food comes from the, these are really important things as our population especially here in Washington state especially here in western Washington especially in urban areas like Seattle where people get more and more in tune with eating healthy and uh, trying to understand where their food comes from and and worrying about it being produced safely and ethically and all this kind of stuff this is this is a huge opportunity for farming to stand up to speak up for itself also um and as you know from from what i've said over the years on this show and other shows and what i do now with save family farm welcome back by the way this is the the farming show here on qgmi i'm dylan honkoop uh, you know that i also very strongly believe in standing up and speaking out when people are wrong and are telling lies about farming usually because of their ulterior motives there as well whether it's profit or political gain or whatever it might be but this is what my job is day in, day out now. I think it is so important. And what I think is cool is it's not just me saying this. It's not just the, uh, us folks here at, at Save Family Farming or Whatcom Family Farmers, Skagit Family Farmers, uh, Yakima Family Farmers. Um, but it's so many other people across Washington State that are, are saying, you know, we got to start talking about farming. We got to, we got to, we got to change the narrative here because people in our cities, the, most of the people who consume all the stuff that we grow, they don't have any idea what it's actually like. And we see other people taking advantage of that. Uh, our sponsors here on The Farming Show, making it possible to have this hour on a Saturday morning to talk about farming, uh, Farmer's Equipment Company. One of our sponsors, Laurel Farm and Western Supply as well out there on the Laurel Road. Uh, just uh, past Meridian High. Oh, Farmers E, by the way, uh, on 19th Street in Linden, as well as their location just west of the freeway out on Highway 20 in Burlington. And then also McAvoy Oil. Uh, and they deliver, so they're kind of wherever you are, uh, fueling your agricultural needs, uh, I guess fuel and lubrication needs. Joining me right now is an advocate, and, and I'm going to be talking to more of these folks uh, here in the new year. People who are standing up and speaking out, they have their own story to tell, uh, stories of difficulty, but also stories of joy and triumph of farming and why it's important and how it's more than just a job, how it's a lifestyle, and how it's something that is so important to everybody who eats food. I hope you eat food. If you don't, you won't make it very long. Yes, that's, it's all of us. Rosella Mosby uh, joins us. She, she's a, a Western Washington farmer herself. Mosby farms down there in the Auburn area. Welcome to the program. And, you know, Rosella, we talked about you here on the show. I hope that's okay, but, but th this was back when uh, I had a, a Seattle TV reporter, Simone uh, Del Rosario, on the phone here on the program talking about uh, some coverage she did of your farm 
when, and this has been, I want to say, a couple of seasons ago when you guys had to, you ended up disking under a bunch of, if I'm remembering right, zucchini or something like that, uh, because they're just, you didn't have the people to be able to bring the crop in. Am I, am I remembering the story correctly? You are. You are. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, actually, she did the story in the springtime, and it was um, what triggered her doing the story was a video that American Farm Bureau had come out and produced about our 20-acre um, zucchini loss, and we uh, dissed that field under due to a lack of labor, which was pretty un unfortunate, really. And how has the situation gone since I remember you guys said at the time, you know, this was at least a hundred thousand dollar loss or not, or more for, for your farm. Um, have you been able to since then figure out how to do this, come up with you know, people to, to <laughs> get the job done? This labor thing is a big deal for farming right now, whether it's dairy farming, berry farming, tree fruit farming, you name it. Uh, here in Washington State, the labor crunch is probably one of the biggest problems facing us right now, right? Oh, it's huge. Um, yeah, you know, we we did a lot of reaching out uh, to refugee groups, um, places trying to find employment for uh, immigrant populations. So uh, we actually had uh, representation from 13 different countries speaking eight different languages on our farm last summer. It was kind of cool. We put up awesome. a big map and, and some dots and, uh, which was neat because, you know, you always invite your legislators to come out and tour and there's a perception of who works on farms mm -hmm. in our yep. country. And so to be able to stand there and say, Hey, this is where everybody on our farm come, came from. And we have people from Japan because we take part in the Japanese trainee program. And we had people from Afghanistan and West Africa and Central America and all over. And, and so um, we've worked really hard to uh, think out of the box. We don't have the housing for H2A. We, um, we're in King County. We're a first generation farm. We built our warehouse 15 years ago. We, are kind of wet most of the winter. And so um, it, it takes a long time to build a building in King County. And so, uh, and honestly, as a first generation farm, the money is not there to um, just go building buildings. So uh, we're, we're trying our best to fill gaps as we can. At, at the end of, end of the day, the um, it's a dinosaur program, H2A. It needs to be revamped in a big way. So, and obviously we've talked, we've talked about it here on the program a lot. I've done a lot of advocacy work with Save Family Farming just on this <coughs> issue of labor and specifically the H2A program and whether or not that can and can continue to be some kind of option of last resort. And, you know, there's a lot of activism around that. Um, activist groups that, that really uh, their MO at the end of the day is to unionize farm workers. That's their big goal. And they really don't like the H2A program because it stands in the way of that. It is an option for people. They're hoping to get farmers entirely over a barrel to where they have to accept union demands, et cetera, et cetera. We can get into all the details, but this is just one issue. What are some of the other issues that, that are kind of on your hit list right now for some of the biggest things that people need to know about? Um, you know, food safety is a big thing on our farm. We um, we're really looking for some regulatory uh, consistency. Uh, it's uh, pricing, like what the farmer gets in return is a big, big issue. Our, 
our demands are going up. We didn't have a food safety program eight to 10 years ago that, you know, third party audits, um, all of this record keeping that are required now in order for us to sell to, to the bigger grocery, cho- uh, grocery chains and distribution centers and, um, wages are more expensive and we have to compete with places like Amazon, especially being three miles from downtown Auburn and, and other yeah. warehouses, Costco warehouses. And uh, we have so much aerospace and tech here. So we're, we're competing with those kinds of places just for employees. Um, but at the same time, your average box of cucumbers is not exactly going up either. And, and there's a big difference supporting your economy from the box up, right. Versus the soil up. And, uh, um, I do a great, I think it's a great, uh, example of how farms are important to economies. When I have kids come out to the farm, it's like, Hey, I put farmer at the top of the whiteboard and we list all the jobs that happen at a farm. And it's like, Hey, we produce this box of cucumbers. And where did the box of cucumbers go? Goes to a warehouse. What are all the jobs that happen at a warehouse? And then where did it go? Goes to a (laughs) restaurant, goes to a grocery store. What are all those jobs that happen there? And then by the time we're done, you know, the farmers at the top and there's all of these jobs, I mean, down to the guy who fills the the tractor tires um, to make the tractor heavier and the guy who fills our propane so our forklifts can run and our fuel guy who I went to high school with. And, you know, there's there's a lot of connections within the community that support farms and farms support them. So. Um, all of our inputs are higher. It's, it's a challenge all the way around, especially farming in, in King County. It's, it's a struggle. It's like, you want to say, you want to say you're a produce buyer. Hey, we live in the same County you do, you know, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and, and it's so, you know, sexy for people to, you know, buy local food, but it's really divorced from the idea of what it actually takes to do the real farming and produce the actual food. Locally, um, people don't, there's such a gap between the people who are consuming food, especially in cities, and those who are producing it. And, and you know, what you're describing here and th- this whole kind of economic food chain, um, no pun intended, uh, with farming and, and right. how it gets to those folks in the city who eat most of it um, is exactly the opposite of what a lot of those noisiest voices out there are telling us. I mean, they, they're telling us that it's it's big multinational corporations who are producing your food. They have next to no safety standards, no you know protection for food safety or for worker safety. It's all just kind of a wild west, and they're making huge profits while you know cranking out all this food on huge semis and and piping it into your store and forcing you to buy it. <laughs> and and it has nothing yeah. to do with your family. It has nothing to do with the local economy. It has nothing to do with anything that's safe or ethical. And the picture that you're painting there and what you were just saying is is completely the opposite of that. Right. Well, I can tell you that this farm uh, was started by my husband and his brother. Uh, my husband was 14 years old, and they started doing hay and ording, and um. Uh, then they got into vegetables. And so my husband, Burr, made his first delivery to a Safeway distribution center at the age of 17. 
in Bellevue. Wow. In the back of a pickup truck in 1977, which would never happen today because, of course, we have to have all of these, um, you know, tracking and we have to have a refrigerated <laughs> truck and we have all of these food, you know, regulations that go with it that cost money, money, money. And, you know, the problem is that we have all of these romanticized perceptions about what our food system should look like. And, and, you know, we're a family. It's my husband, it's myself. We have four kids and we have employees. We have a third generation family or three generation family working on our first generation farm. We are a farm of families working together to try to provide food for our region. And so, um, you know, things like hunger, hunger is not romantic. Elitism no. is not romantic. Health, you know, we live in Auburn and Auburn is the least healthy city in the state of Washington. Health, you know, is something that's a priority and and um, it should be a priority for everybody. And so we have to start with the farms that are here from the soil up, supporting those farmers who are growing food and distributing it, you know, just distributing it locally and and not only those farms, I mean, the farms that export and all of that, I mean, they're, they're a value too. So don't get me wrong. But, well, and, and but, this is what a lot of people say is, well, why isn't, why don't you produce the food elsewhere where it's, you're complaining about how tough it, and it is tough, especially in Washington, especially in Western Washington, and probably that much more difficult there in King County than here in Whatcom or Skagit County. Um, because of infrastructure, because of regulatory pressure, because of just the pressure of development in the city and, and the economies of, you know, all these things. But at the same time, there are reasons why we produce it here and not just because we want to produce the food that we eat locally, which I think the city folks should embrace that we're trying to produce the, the food that, for instance, is consumed in Seattle and in Bellingham and in Spokane and Yakima, et cetera, produce that here in this state. But there are other reasons and, and reasons why it's good to produce food here, even for people who may be eating it in Texas or in Europe, for that matter, or in Asia. Right. Well, I want to clarify. I mean, we it's a challenge here economically to produce food in King County. However, we do feel lucky to be in King County because King County does support their farmers mm. and they are they are. They, I mean, we farm on land that is preserved forever farmland, and it is our job to, you know, always take care of the soil. It will always be farmland. They're setting aside that farmland. They're yeah. they're really making an effort to um, protect agriculture and not only protect it, but grow it. And they are providing programs for people who are interested in you know, getting into agriculture and becoming part of the local food system and grants. I mean, they have yeah. a huge, huge, um, the local food initiative. I mean, they're, they're doing a lot of really great things. However, you know, I mean, for us, I mean, we look at it as a, as a food safety thing too. I mean, we, we want to grow food here. It goes from here in Auburn from our farm, like seven miles away to the Safeway distribution center. I mean, we're, we're right here. It has a very small footprint and it goes to Fred Meyer distribution center in Puyallup and it goes, you know, so yep. Charlie's produce in Seattle. So we're, we are, we are part of the Pacific Northwest food system. And when it's our time to grow produce and our time to supply our region, 
it's time to go. And so now that is the time when you need to support those those farms. And so part of the problem is that the pricing is based on what you can truck it up from California. And and so, I mean, that those are some of the issues that we run into. It's like, hey, you know, we we have six months to make our year's worth of money and California is farming for 10 months out of the year. And yeah. so when it's our time, they're trying to dump their product and we're like, Hey, you know, but at the same time, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I totally love avocados. I love papayas. I love mangoes. And, and so, you know, I, I, I like variety, you know, I like, I like wine. I like wine from all over. Like you, you know, agriculture from all over has yeah. its value. But at the end of the day, I want to be able to support local agriculture because that's important. Rosella Mosby is with us, a farmer down in King County. Uh, she and her family, her husband and and your your brother-in-law then, his brother, your husband's brother. Um, no, involved? he's not part of the farm anymore. So okay. it's, it's just us. Just you guys. Um, nope. Look, we're, we're running tight on time. I'm wondering, I had only asked you to be on for one segment. I'm wondering, and I know you got a bunch of stuff to do today. Um, but uh, would you be able to hang out for another segment? Yeah, no problem. Okay, hang tight. We gotta take. We gotta run to a break again. We're talking with Rosella Mosby of Mosby Farms. I want to find out more about everything that you guys grow, and because uh, I'm intrigued, especially being so close to Seattle, there how you guys are doing this. Um, and I also want to talk about some of the advocacy stuff that you've been doing. I know that you're uh, you've got some speaking stuff coming up. You're speaking to some groups. Uh, you're gonna be at the American uh, Farm Bureau. Uh, what is it? Convention or something coming up? What yeah, is it? The New weekend? Orleans. Yeah. Big party. Okay. Well, we're going to find out more about that straight ahead as well. Stay with us. Uh, talking with Rosella Mosby, vegetable grower down in Auburn, as we continue here on The Farming Show. <laughs> the challenges of farming in Western Washington. Challenges of farming anywhere really and this rural urban gap where most of the people who eat food are urbanites and have very little knowledge of what goes on in the rural farming world culture community etc we've been talking with rosella mosby she's on the phone with us uh, from Mosby Farms, they're a vegetable grower down in the Auburn area. Interesting to hear some some uh, background on how farming is going down there, especially so close to Seattle, which I'm sure, and as we talked about in the first segment, um, has its challenges, but also has some pretty significant benefits as, as they can sell directly into a, a big urban area like that. Uh, Rosella, talk about what, what do you guys all, all grow? And we started the conversation talking about the a while back when you didn't you were having some labor issues, part of the whole ongoing labor crisis in the state for farming. You had to disc some zucchini under. So I know you guys grow zucchini. What else do you grow? We grow a lot of zucchini. Uh, zucchini leeks, beets, rhubarb, cucumbers, hard squashes. Uh, we have a fall pumpkin patch, corn maize, a uh, little bit of organic, a little bit of conventional. We've done other things. We've had retail, we've had CSA program, um, you know, so we weigh it out every year, which what we're going to do next year. And you said it's, it's you and your husband and your kids involved on the mm -hmm. farm. It's just you guys making it happen. How many acres do you guys farm? We farm about 300 acres. Wow. 
So, you know, by a lot of people's standards, and the city folk's standards in particular, that you'd be some kind of mega farm. You know, ah. you must be some evil, big um, industrial agriculture thing, right? Yeah, we're, <laughs> I'd say we're medium for the industry. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we're probably larger for King County specifically. Yeah. Um, we're not 300, we're not 300 acres altogether. We're spread out. So we're in uh, Auburn, Sumner, Ording. Uh, we don't, you know, it's not all together. We're kind of spread out over 200 uh, or uh, over 25 miles. And and that's how things go here in Western Washington. I oh, mean, yeah. A lot of the folks here in Whatcom and Skagit counties could kind of say the same thing. You know, you do a lot of road farming where you're you're <laughs> moving equipment back and forth and doing this whole game and wearing your tires down back and forth. <laughs> Yeah, lots like, of lots of pickup see? trips, flying back and forth, and oh shoot, we yeah. got to get to this field and do that. And I, I know that game uh, sadly too well. Um, but at the same time, the reason I say that facetiously about you guys being such a, a huge, scary farm—that's the perception in Seattle. You go if you go in there. I'm I'm sure if you tell people, well, we we have 300 acres. I mean, that's beyond the amount of acreage that they can visualize or fathom. So that sounds big, and and then this. The, the stereotype, the, the, the prejudice is that, well, if, it, if it's so big, then it, it must be bad. It must be out of control. It must be. And, and in reality, you guys are a family farm and it's just you and, and your workforce making it happen. Uh, exactly. And um, yeah, it, it always baffles me that, that people, think of us that way. I mean, we, we, um, our number two stuff goes to the food bank. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of positive things that happen here. We are very soil conscious. There's cover crops that go on our land when we're not, when we're not planting something that's going to be harvested there. I mean, we're, um, it, 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 uh, it's almost, it's almost offensive, you know, because yeah. here you are, you're working hard, exactly. you're being part of the community, you know that you're doing good things in your community, but somebody who knows absolutely nothing about the industry or what you do is quick to judge what you do. And so without, without asking questions or trying to find out more. They're, you know, engaging with social media and reading an article that has a, you know, uh, motivation to try to change your mind. And, and so it, it is, it is a frustrating, um, it is a frustrating aspect of what we do for sure. I agree with you. I think oftentimes that's offensive and people, you know, bless them. I, I don't think a lot of people who end up saying those kinds of things even realize maybe that they're being offensive, <laughs> but to come in yeah. and say, basically f from being a, you know, an armchair quarterback on, on how you need to run your business and your operation and your livelihood and your family, uh, they know yeah. better. Uh, yeah. because of what, a couple of Google searches or an article or two that they read, or even if they read a whole you know, book, or even if they've been following it for a few years, or, you know, you've, right. you have poured your life into this. Um, and not only have you spent that much time uh, as far as the time, you know, the years of your life that you've invested, but also your entire financial security, the health and safety of your family, your kids and your life, everything 
is right. riding on this. And so for someone to so wantonly say ah, they know better, it, it is, sure. I, I think it is offensive. You know, it, it's even more frustrating. And I saw this recently on social media where some farmers are calling out other farmers, farmers that aren't really in the same category or really know much about each other. That to me is almost more maddening what what are you doing if you don't really know i mean it's one thing if if a farmer who knows is calling out another and say come on you know get get your act together if somebody's being irresponsible or something that's one thing and I, i'm not even sure if i want to go there because that so rarely happens but you know i saw something recently where a really you know tiny micro farmer is calling out a big farmer on on their practices and well you need to be focused on soil health and you need to you know um forget about all these you know th ways that have been shoved down your throat by petrochemical you know uh you know chemical fertilizer companies over the years and you need to change the way you you farm and it's like hold on a second here if you are actually farming you should know how tough it is and how how many issues there are that you can't just understand from driving by someone's place or or seeing a picture of it on social media there's so much more to the equation and to assume that someone isn't trying their best or doing everything they can to be responsible it, it is really really frustrating but there's a total culture of that right now yeah i would say that the um the comparable farms who are size farm are pretty well aligned with each other as far as united you know uh, trying to work together towards common goals. Um, I, I think it's according to the last census, I want to say like whatever the percentage of farmers are, it's like one and a half percent or whatever, half, a little over half grows approximately $10,000 a year. So when you're actually like, think about the amount of people who are producing food in our country, it's actually a very small percentage. Yeah. And so what makes me incredibly sad just about the agriculture culture in general mm -hmm. is that we need to be far more inclusive and not exclusive. Agreed. And we're all, we're all trying to grow food. And, um, you know, you run into that, especially I think organic versus conventional, yep. et cetera, so on. And, and we grow both. And so there's a market for both. And so, you know, we're, we're trying to appease that market on both ends. And for us, it's like bicycles and motorcycles, you know, they're very, they're, they're, um, approached in very similar manners on our farm because everything we do is hand weeded, hand harvested. And so, you know, part of the problem is that, we're, we're judged just because there's a label of organic versus conventional when I think we really should be coming together and going, okay, well, are we, are we looking at how are we regenerating our soil? How are we looking for, um, future years of soil health and, and, and how are we taking care of each other and educating each other on, Hey, I do this. I've tried this. Have you tried that? Like, I don't like I don't like the barriers that we're putting up because I don't think that agriculture can really afford that. It's at some point if we are not sticking together as a united front, we are going to be looking at only supporting our economy from the box up and not from the soil up. And that box is going to come from out of the country versus in our own country. And so I mean, I see food safety issues with that. I see food security issues with that. And, and those are things I think people long term don't really think about. 
that is all very, very well put and, and is certainly the same perspective that we're coming from here with Save Family Farming, um, especially uh, in terms of unity. It's not worth squabbles over these smaller things. What's important is family farming in Washington State uh, of all shapes and sizes uh, for that to continue. Otherwise, we face a future where our food comes from overseas, and, and that's what we have to eat on our table, and, and, and who wants that at the end of the day? I think everybody agrees they don't want that. Well, you know, they, they, and there's a lot of talk about protecting farmland or different things like that. To do any of that, you've got to protect farming. The farmers themselves have to be able to do it and, and, and support themselves doing it. Otherwise, it ain't going to happen anymore. How, you, you've become a very outspoken farming advocate. How did that? How did you get started in that? What's what's? And by the way, we're talking with Rosella Mosby right now with Mosby Farms down in Auburn, uh, vegetable grower down there. How did you get into this whole advocacy thing? What 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 drew you to that? And and what kind of keeps keeps you going forward? Because it, it's you know a lot of people don't get in. A lot of farming folks stay away from this because they view it as a risk. Uh, I think my primary flaw is that I'm not exactly soft-spoken. That would probably <laughs> be the first thing. I, um, you know, like I said, we're a first-generation farm, and I want to see it make it to the second generation. I mean, our older kids are 20 and 23, and so they're not they're not at the point yet where we're taking those steps, and we're still trying to figure out if anybody's interested. And so... Um, the labor issue is, was a big one. I think that that was the biggest thing for me and, uh, kind of getting into, you know, we're going to farm organic or we're going to farm conventional. And it's like, well, what, how can you do that? Like, what is, what is that? And it's like, well, you know, people, if you do extra work, you should get extra money for it. And yeah. it's like, if we're going to farm organically then, and put in the extra time, then we should get paid extra. And, you know, somebody is always going to buy designer shoes. Somebody is always going to buy more expensive wine. Somebody's always going to buy, you know, really good cheese. And so those, that is the beauty of living where we live is that we have those choices. And, um, and so I, I kind of saw the exclusivity of, agriculture and and people having attitudes and there is that little bit of elitism and it's like hey wait a minute <laughs> they're really hard working people and you know people who walk up to the salad bar and don't even give a remote second thought about how their salad got to the salad bar and who you know harvested the salad bar and especially when it comes to policymakers you know policymakers who don't think about agriculture are not thinking about economy because our country's economy is really founded in agriculture and so I guess that's kind of how I got started. I noticed you you even mentioned that in a, in a response to Senator Murray on on Twitter yesterday. I thought it was a really good point because suddenly uh, Senator Murray in a tweet was you know criticizing the Trump administration, saying that the, that the government shutdown is hurting farmers, and and you were saying, wait a second, why, why all of a sudden now that it's politically expedient. <laughs> for you senator murray to to be concerned about farmers you're, you're talking about it but when it's not politically expedient when there are issues of labor 
policy and so many other things, and it's it's a big, hairy, difficult issue. It's total radio silence. You know, it, it was. I thought it was yeah, very as, well put. At what you, as what you the last, said to her as the last dairy in Kittitas County closed. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, and you're going. Okay, wait a minute. And we have one dairy left in Pierce County, and I'm not sure exactly the number, but I'm pretty sure it's around 500 dairies in Wisconsin closed this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even in dairy. No, you know, but I have friends there. And so it's like if you're in the industry and you're keeping up what's happened with what's happening with your peers in the industry, you know, you should be not only advocating for your fellow vegetable grower like we are, but you should be advocating for your other, you know, agriculturalists. It's like, hey, dairy bites right now. It's like we should be doing a 10 gallon challenge with every single food <laughs> bank across Washington state. And, and, but those things just need to get out there and, and have a voice, I guess. So when you, you grew up around farming, right? You were, you were saying, you're telling that to me earlier uh, off the air. Yeah, we, uh, no, my dad was a carpenter. My husband's dad was a pharmacist, but we both, um, we both lived in rural areas. We both had cows at home. We, um, but we both had friends that were in agriculture, um, both sets of grandparents, um, his grandparents, my grandparents were connected to agriculture. So, uh, it's, it was there. It just took a generation off, I guess. <laughs> took a generation off. And now here you are, you're a farmer, you're speaking out and talk about, you're going to the American Farm Bureau conference. Uh, what, what's going on there? What, what, what kind of message are you going to be bringing to those folks? Uh, so it's an interesting panel I'm sitting on. It's four farmers from around the country. And basically there's a consumer, uh, who will be asking questions. And I believe for farmers representing different aspects of agriculture. So I think I'm representing organic, even though we farm organic and conventional. And then there's somebody from the Midwest, um, and then a dairy farmer and then somebody from the East Coast who does uh, goats and cattle. And and so it's really kind of hitting those perception questions. And uh, we get to kind of answer them on the spot, which should be fun. So you're going to be on the hot seat, National yeah. uh, American Farm Bureau audience. Have you done anything like this before? Yeah, it was just a breakout session. So it's a typical Farm Bureau conference where you can choose which ones you want to go to. So, um, yeah, I've done a little bit. I've, I've done some stuff for Washington State and and uh, I enjoy it. It's always, always neat to meet people and kind of get out of your box a little bit and and uh, or comfort zone at least and and gain some new perceptions myself. Well, we appreciate your voice out there, and I think all of farming in Washington State and beyond should, uh, because you are one of those folks uh, who's willing to, to stick your head up and actually say uh, what's really going on. Tell your story. Um, call a spade a spade. Call people out if they're wrong. Congratulate people if they're right. Um, what is it about farming, and I was going to ask you this, having grown up, maybe not entirely around it, but a bit, so you're familiar with the, the farmer culture, what is it about a lot of farmers that uh, just make them not want to, to say anything? And I think that's been a big part of the problem over the last 20, 30, 40, or more years, is farmers just, they don't say much, they just keep on farming, kind of keep their head down. 
Uh, I think if you ask the average farmer, he'd probably say that they don't trust the government. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think, you know, if you don't speak up, no one will hear you. I think uh, I think a lot of farmers don't speak up because, you know, sometimes you tell your story and no one is listening. Mm. Um, I, I think that um, if you, you know, kind of stick your neck out there sometimes, there's that fear of like, oh, gosh, now I'm on the radar. <laughs> I don't want to be on the radar. I just want to like get up, do my work, go home, you know, have a meal, hit the sack, do it again. (laughs) And so, um, but, but that needs to change. Like we really, really need to be, uh, taking the farmer off the bottom of the pile and putting them on the top and, uh, placing value there. Um, it was interesting. My, my kids were watching TV the other day and, and uh, it was some show on it was a kid's show and they had this little girl who came from some rural somewhere and she had this horrible accent and she was carrying a chicken and all of her answers to questions were ridiculous and and my 12 year old daughter was completely offended she was she said i can't believe they're portraying a farm kid this way she was like turn that off i don't even want to watch that <laughs> and Good and i her. thought wow you know, here's my kid who's like, I'm not going to watch this um, because it's not an accurate portrayal. It's, but it's, that is exactly the stereotype. Yeah, right there. that is Hollywood's portrayal of what agriculture is. And that is what what agriculture needs to change. We need to make it so that we're real people. Like I can put on a skirt and a pair of heels and look nice. Like I, I don't <laughs> like always wear, I don't always wear a Carhartt jacket. Like yeah. I have a life and I do have things that I enjoyed doing and, and that, but they're, I don't, I don't know. It's a conversation that definitely uh, needs to continue. Well, and again, one that doesn't happen unless people like yourself are actually speaking up and telling their story. We're out of time. Rosella Mosby uh, with Mosby Farms down in Auburn, uh, a vegetable grower uh, down there. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. And, and thanks for what you do uh, in terms of advocate, advocating for farming. Hey, anytime. Happy, happy uh, to spend the time with you.